0: As their subscriber growth slows and the competition and streaming services stiffens, Netflix remains laser-focused on making fun of a company it pushed out of business over a decade ago. That's right, Blockbuster is back as a 10-episode workplace comedy starring the likes of Randall Park, Melissa Fumero, and J.B. Smoove. It's time to talk about the pilot. Welcome to today's episode. So this show had all the ingredients to be a success. You still have a majority of people who have fond memories of renting movies. The name Blockbuster still has great brand recognition. Uh, The uniforms, the store layouts, uh, the experience was very similar no matter where you went. Um, It's a fairly meta thing to do to make a show about the company that you destroyed And at the same time, the setting is super unique for a workplace comedy because I don't think I've ever seen anything take place in Blockbuster before. You you have a lot of funny comedians as well. Yes, and the cast. Yeah, Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the lead from American Vandal, Tyler Alvarez, Asian Jim, uh, J.B. Smoove. (laughs) Do you know J.B. Smoove's real name? No, I thought it's that was J.B. <laughs> you thought his real name was J.B. smooth. <laughs> well, I thought he legally changed it. Um, his real name is Jerry Angelo Brooks. He went by J.B., but then he changed it to J.B. Smoove when he started doing uh, stand-up. And despite all of that,
1: I thought that this show was lazily written. It was really boring. And I'm not even sure if it was just me, but I felt like a lot of the cast members there weren't even really that into we're, it. Weren't pulling their
0: A game? Yeah, like they were it just kind of putting it in. It could have been. I want to concentrate on that first, the potential of the show. It could have been the perfect mix of comedy and nostalgia. Yes, yeah. it definitely could have. But even, instead, Even I just like- the premise itself sounded so enticing. It was like, oh, they're making a comedy about Blockbuster? That sounds perfect yes <laughs> yeah. and you know what's so
1: funny is that i remember when i did the crew you asked me "Was the show most like and i said superstore and i was completely dead wrong because this felt like the most knockoff superstore type same of show creator.
0: same same person who worked yes. on superstore and also brooklyn nine nine okay that makes so much more sense and that's out I was watching. she also wrote the pilot
1: because of the
0: fact that like we said,
1: it's called Blockbuster. You think it would take place mostly in a Blockbuster, but the whole entire pilot episode barely revolves around that. That sure, is,
0: that is probably the crux of the problem with this pilot: is the fact that the Blockbuster isn't even necessary. We get it,
1: like we get like five minutes. It's of a it.
0: placeholder. Yeah, it, it provides nothing to the story. You could make up a reason for any struggling business to need to throw a block party to get something to go viral, so that they can get attention. It didn't be. It wasn't specific to Blockbuster with anything but the one-liners. Right. And the costumes right
1: and i felt like honestly all the characters and this would be fine if the show was funny but like i said it was painfully unfunny all the characters were just carbon copies of shows that have done them better for example, stereotypes
0: You're going right to your cons. Should we at least discuss what happened? That's
1: because there's so little in this episode that I found enjoyable. It went by super quick. Like, it's 26 minutes, and I feel like there's barely any
0: content to talk about. That's
1: perhaps the best thing, the fact that it was short. But except for that, yeah, no, this show just, it pissed me (laughs) off, honestly. We start off, we have Timmy. Timmy Yoon. Yes, played by Randall Park. Exactly, he's the store manager. Yes, he's talking to this person named Jack. Well, you should describe him, because he's like a 40-year-old man-child. He's like the same character and everything he's no, down
0: on his luck he's but he's the manager of the i show. disagree like really? no he's predictably wholesome he's stupid um he honestly
1: just felt like a smarter michael scott that's yeah. what i felt like they were just treating him as but he was just this down on his luck like manager that
0: has the like boss a boss that has to be like completely unaware of what's yeah. going on not realizing that he's sort of a joke in his own they nerfed randall park you know when randall park i believe that he's the funniest is when he's playing characters that are in on the joke he does the irony the sarcasm really well but the goofy good-natured buffoons those are a dime of a dozen and we're getting them way too much in these yes
1: shows. yes and honestly the weird thing about this is is that this felt like a peacock show it didn't even feel like a netflix show
0: it was pitched To NBC. That makes so much more sense. And NBC said no.
1: (laughs) NBC said no. And Netflix said yes. Because you have people from NBC shows, as we've already said, Melissa Fumero. I like her in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. You said Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: But here she's just a love interest. She's playing Elijah Walker. She's Timmy's crush. It was surprising to me that she's playing sort of like, she's playing his age which she still looks really young. So it's like jarring to me that because in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she was like the young girl, you know? Yeah. That Andy Samberg was with. Well, and now I, she's like a couple years later. I had the most hope for Tyler Alvarez when I first saw him on
1: screen because I really like American Vandal. I like the first two seasons and he's like one of the very few who were in both of them. And I was hoping that he would maybe provide some type of like comedy in this role, but he doesn't. He's just the character that's obsessed with movies and that like is, is working in a video story. Yeah,
0: we skipped over Elijah's storyline though. I just want to jump into it because everybody's got a little bit of a description. That's kind of what the whole point of the episode is just to develop these characters. Yeah. Elijah's whole story is that she caught her husband cheating on her her husband's name is Aaron, with a girl named Aaron, And so she had to move into another apartment. And now she has to pay for that apartment. So she's one of the newest hires at this blockbuster where she used to work when she was a kid because she just needs the money. Now, you were just mentioning Carlos Herrera. That's yes. who uh, Tyler plays. And 24-year-old Carlos wants to be a film director. And that's about as similar as his American Vandal character <laughs> as you can get, right? Yeah. But he lacks the courage and conviction to actually make his jump and do his dreams.
1: Yeah. Then you have Hannah. She's the quiet one. I felt like that. That's just why I put her down as because she doesn't have much of a story.
0: in. This but, but she show. was familiar, right? Like you recognized her. No, Maybe, I didn't. Uh, I've seen her in Snowpiercer now. I've seen her in Chad. She just shows up in all these episodes that I'm watching. She's Carlos's friend who might like him. You think she likes him? Yeah, I think it's like a will-they-won't-they they between them. Mm-hmm. And then you also have Connie, who
1: just felt like a rip-off Jerry from Parks and Rec because the one trait is that she's old and she's working at Blockbuster. Yeah,
0: and she also kind of treats uh, Timmy as if he's her kid, yeah. like adopted child. She's also played by Olga Moradis who you wouldn't know because you'd seen In the Heights but only the movie version, right? Yeah. She actually played the abuela in the 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 original. And she almost won a Tony for it or maybe she did, I think. Um, But it's cool that she's part of the cast. Again, the cast choices are great. It's the writing that's Awful. yeah, so and, it, and then the, with the last two were Kayla and Percy, right? And Kayla is just the complete sarcasm
1: one. Oh, she's like, typical Gen Z, rolling uh, eyes, teenager. It felt or, like I was watching an episode of Mr. Mayor because I remember the teens in that were acting obnoxious as well. Here's the thing about like these characters is that if you want to go sarcasm, go full on sarcasm. The league works because it's not afraid to just kind of like make these characters so unlikable. But that, yeah, but that makes in the characters situations. cruel. That's right. like it's always sunny or, in Philadelphia. But if you want to go the opposite way around, don't start off with your characters being so sarcastic. Within the first five minutes, I thought to myself, oh no, because
0: it's taking place in this blockbusters. But it's a blockbuster from like current day. I thought the whole premise of the show would be that this show would take place in the past, like 20 years ago yeah. when Blockbuster was big and people loved so it. So did no, I, but
1: Carlos this comes is... in with midsummer, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh We're in okay.
0: 2020-ish Blockbuster territory. There's literally only one left. Timmy finds out that he gets that phone call during the day yeah. where corporate's like, we're dissolving. That actually is doesn't track with how the actual, like I think the actual corporate uh, for Blockbuster was absorbed in like 2013 and the remaining stores were like independently owned. Yeah. But, but it doesn't matter. Um, so I did like the WeWork reference that the uh, corporate guy gave. But I liked one reference in this whole thing and is when he made fun of Chloe from Smallville because that's gonna go over the head of a lot of people.
1: This is something I could not stand. So the scene after the intro plays where Timmy and Eliza are like, they're, they're on their break. They're like talking at this bench. And, well, what's they're talking
0: about trying to save the last remaining right, Blockbuster because, now that they realize they have to pay
1: all these fees. Right. And Eliza was speaking to Timmy about the fact that everyone has changed to the Internet. And that's part of the reason why Blockbuster is not as big anymore. But one thing I cannot stand that all these comedy shows do is that whenever they are trying to describe the Internet, they use three things in particular. They always bring up Logan Paul, TikTok, and BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. And there's so Buzzwords. much yes buzzwords but there's so much more to the internet than that
0: i mean the internet is sure. always changing i could not stand the fact that they did it once again but it's a stereotype and also people who are watching this are not watching it for like it's deep insight on the internet <laughs> yeah. well, it seems so like- it's like it's just for those one-off laughs it's so simple it's so vapid as some reviews called it's lazy. it lazy it yeah it's lazy too but anyways they have this discussion and she convinces him she convinces timmy the store manager that he has to throw a few huge block party um in yeah. order so that they can survive, uh, paying for all the movies that they're going to be supplying to the store. So they can get memberships. The staff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the memberships is how they pay for everything, and I don't think that they're including late fees, because I think they probably kept that. uh, But that used to be how Blockbuster got most of its thing. The thing I don't understand is that we start off this episode in the Blockbuster store, which is cool. We see the layout and that gives you that wave of nostalgia. And I'm fine with that first couple seconds because I'm just like, oh wow, I'm embracing right. it. You know, they, they built up the set and it made me feel good. However, then I saw there were six employees in that store. And that was like all the employees for the same shift. That's impossible. Like there was never a time when I used to go into Blockbuster that there'd be more than like three at their yeah. Busiest. There'd be there'd be
1: like two at the checkout and then one person just roaming the and aisles. those
0: were the big stores. This didn't even look like a huge Blockbuster. Like at the small store Blockbuster that I had down the street, there was literally like two people at most. Yeah. And and it, that's what made it feel more like a home. Having to have having to pay six people. No wonder they're going to go out of business soon. Like it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And so one of the places they go to is called Party Party Party. It's, it has Percy there. Like I said. It's yeah, so by I wasn't
0: sure if Percy was the manager of party party partay or if he was at because they they bill him as the landlord of the strip mall. Right. So maybe he was just in there helping them shop. I couldn't tell afterwards
1: he's the most important person that they have to get at the block party and he does not because, want to... because
0: he's the landlord right of the strip mall and he will also be able to get them kind of like these party uh items for free he's also timmy's best friend from high school even though he's like 10 years older than him because he was held back in middle school and
1: here's the thing jb smooth like none of the lines that i said was funny but the the reason why he was my favorite character is because i did laugh at him because some of his delivery he was actually able
0: to do oh classic classic jb smooth
1: yeah Yeah, and that's that's like, but the Yeezy reference almost made that whole entire scene not worth it. All these references, I just could not
0: get over it. I mean, I feel like that would make it even funnier now (laughs) with what's going on, more topical at least. Yeah, and so, so they throw the big party. There's a soap machine, and also a foam um, machine. Foam machine, and they're using soap to make the foam. We should also mention there's a quick scene right
1: before they throw the party where Timmy is
0: speaking to Timmy, Carlos. Oh, I think because
1: because of the fact. Well, no, no, no,
0: you're jumping over the part where Timmy and Elijah have kind of a fallout because he outs her husband's storyline about the fact that uh, her husband cheated on her. Right. And so everybody finds out about it, and so she feels embarrassed. She leaves. She's like, "Screw you! You can throw your own party." And that's when Timmy has that. That scene in the bar and did you know the weirdest thing about that bar scene before you jump into your point they're all wearing their blockbuster uniforms it's so incredibly annoying how like that if you've ever worked a job like that you know like you're out of the parking lot you take off that colored shirt yes you're you're done with you're it you're done so, you, you, you take off your <laughs> it's a minimum wage well. job you're just like i don't want to feel this on my skin any longer and you just take that thing off and you let the undershirt do its thing but in this, it's like they're walking around with them. They're going to party, party, party with it. It's, they're super proud of those of those uniforms. And
1: the main reason that they have this scene at the bar is so that we can establish that Eliza is the love interest and Timmy has been into her for a long time. And Carlos is like, well, then you should ask her out during the block party because it would be probably also, the best time to do yeah, so. Yeah, I
0: think it's supposed to show that Timmy, Carlos, and Percy, they all hang out sometimes and that like there's just a commonality and camaraderie between these people that anybody can be friends with anybody.
1: But of course, the block party goes haywire because what happens is Percy starts lighting off fireworks in the middle of the day. And this is something I didn't get. He lights off a firework in the middle of the day. One of the fireworks goes into this blow-up gorilla they had. The gorilla, like, deflates because the firework goes into it. Well, it's
0: not exactly deflating. It's on fire because there's... I I don't think that it's, like, helium because then that thing would explode. Yeah, but but, we never saw it on fire. It just looked like it ended up have. It's attached to a motor, which probably has more than just oxygen in it. And oxygen would also be just plainly flammable by itself, too. Well, that's so that's, what probably. I was,
1: that's the thing, though. It, it just it didn't explode into anything. It looked like it
0: just deflated. Yet well, I everyone's... don't think it's pure oxygen, though. That wouldn't make any sense either. I think it was probably just it wouldn't just be air. Maybe. I don't know. The, anyways, the thing collapses. They make a TikTok video out of it. It goes viral. And, and the person who releases the TikTok video that Carlos has made because Carlos wasn't originally going to release it is kayla kayla who is supposed to be that snarky girl because who, it's
1: supposed to show that she secretly likes blockbuster and wants to get as much like uh media for
0: it as possible and it ends up well working. i think she just feels bad for carlos and she wants to help him out uh th- that also said you know she's only like 18 right like that was crazy i was like, she looked like it yeah but that not usually when you cast someone in that age do you get that but i guess because uh the person who plays carlos and hannah are both 25 in real life they were like, well, we actually have to show the difference in age here, because otherwise those would normally be our teenagers.
1: Yeah, and then a news report team shows up. They end up uh, interviewing Timmy, who gives a speech that I thought was one of the most lazily written speeches in the whole entire thing. It was thing, corny, was but it was supposed something. to be
0: corny, because up until then, he was going to give the same speech at the actual block party before the before gorilla the incident.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I again, I didn't understand why a news interview ended up coming over when it just seemed like this gorilla deflated. That seemed like the biggest thing that happened in the whole entire block. Party. It was it was the
0: TikTok video that went yeah, well, and I you know. see those local stories on the time. I'll give it a break for that. Like I understand why that happened. The problem with the show is not the fact that it's a workplace comedy. I feel like a lot of people would give it a lot more leeway if it wasn't called Blockbuster. It's just selling us a false premise. It's yes. giving us way too much hope for a series when it says, "Oh, we're going to make a series making fun of Blockbuster or actually having it as the setting and then doing something so typical, so routine, so stereotypical. Any any show like this might not even make it to a second season but i can guarantee you this probably won't oh if this if first episode is anything like the rest of the season i
1: it's definitely not gonna make it yeah, to yeah and i season. was i was bummed I, no, i was I was severely disappointed, and I think like I know that you said that you weren't a big fan of reboot, but I'd rather watch reboot or any episode like the worst episode of that than watch another episode, even the best episode of this like this I, I just found awful yeah uh, to finish it up, yeah, so Timmy his speech ends up working he gets eighty seven new memberships. I literally thought that's County. where it ended.
0: I completely forgot <laughs> the very end where he was just like he didn't work out with Eliza right yeah
1: what, what happens is Eliza she ends up going back with Aaron because she's just gonna give him another
0: chance the most because she is not wanting to see uh, her daughter's life stunted the same way that timmy's has been because they keep on throwing the insult in his face that he has roommates and he's almost like 40 years old i
1: guarantee what's going to happen at the end of this season it might even be the finale is that timmy's going to go to eliza he's going to confess his feelings for her she's probably going to reject it and then they're if they get a season two which it seems unlikely then they're actually probably going to have a relationship much like friends is actually what it reminds me of but overall friends was better yeah friends was way better than this overall i have to give this a three out of ten which is even worse than i reviewed the crew but it's because just so much in this episode made me so mad and the fact that they just went the most typical route with the most typical like
0: Everything. All just, right. I was going to give it just a tad higher, but I'll, I'll go along with your three. As far as the reviews are concerned, it's been panned. AV Club said, "Actually, maybe you don't want to make it a blockbuster night because you know, obviously, <laughs> yeah. joke. The Guardian said, "Like stepping into a time warp in a very bad way. Except it would have been better if it had been a time like if it had been taking place yeah. in the past." Uh, Netflix's Shameless Blockbuster series is a vapid saccharine waste. I didn't even bother quoting which one. I think that was Paste or something. Why is no one acting their age on Blockbuster? That's a true yes, statement. Yes. Yes. So the no Atlantic. One gets it right because it's like why are why is everyone acting so immature you know, I get it for plenty of workplace comedies where everybody like by the end of The Office, everybody was super immature. Yeah. But they don't begin that way. No, I like, don't. Let your characters develop in kind of a serious manner before you let them go off and, the rails. And that's one of the things that I guess
1: I, I like. This is obviously what that show is doing. It's going to try and go the dramatic route. And yeah. it's like you can't even get the comedy right.
0: So let's let's address the elephant in the room here. What is the theory as to what actually happened? Because I don't I can't buy into the fact that Netflix would fail so hard on such a what should be a knockout of the park like at least a single maybe it was
1: netflix interference maybe netflix like they had something better and it just came in there and was like no you have to change the law." it was
0: definitely netflix that messed this thing up but my question is why did they do that like first of all they've been insulting blockbuster for years it, it, it's gone from rude to like plain vindictive at this point because yeah. like <laughs> i remember the first couple of years everybody was like on board with like oh man yeah they really killed that business but now we're we're looking at years later when netflix is going through its own troubles its own uh, new war that is so dealing you're sa- with. so
1: you're saying that they were and what what they've
0: done is they've resurrected their biggest old rival just that they beat just to cancel them again they made this so that they could cancel it and it also they're getting exactly what they want everyone's shitting on blockbuster (laughs) <laughs> right now, all these sites are saying it's and it's blockbusters zombified ghost that they're shitty on. They're not even noticing the puppet master who's actually like made this happen. It's not blockbusters fault that this is happening to them. In fact, I would feel like the people who if blockbuster still existed as a company, they could sue. <laughs> (laughs) Um, and they already did the documentary about the last blockbuster. It just feels like they're obsessed right now about reminding people of how much they screwed over this or how much they beat up this company. I didn't even think
1: about that, but yeah.
0: And as we talked about already, they could have made better decisions. They could have concentrated on, on, on a time when the business wasn't struggling. Um, they could have made Randall Park a more, um, not endearing figure, but definitely a funnier figure. And, um, maybe it's just that Netflix is jealous Because people still think of Blockbuster in a fond light, despite everything. And maybe they're salty that they weren't bought up by Blockbuster when Blockbuster was given the chance because that would happen. And that's a well-known story from, like, Uh. 2000. or, Or it could just be that maybe they still have yet to understand why people are nostalgic for it. Because they gave us a bunch of reasons in this episode. They were like, oh... It's because of the personal recommendations they would offer. Nah, no. <laughs> it's it's because uh, you get to share the moment with strangers when you're walking through the store. Yeah, no, no, that's not no, the reason never, why people like it. Never. <laughs> I liked it personally because even though it was a steady business, it would always have people in there it felt like a pretty low-key place to go, like a museum of entertainment. Like whenever I would go through the aisles, I would feel like I was kind of in my own secluded world and I could look at the movies and stuff, pick one out and take as long as I wanted to and that no one, everybody else would be doing the same. It was like a bookstore almost. No, and
1: that's the thing. Actually having the physical thing in your hand, there was something different
0: about it. And then, and so that's the type of experience that's fun, but they tried to sell you on the idea that, oh no, it's the fact that this one guy knows exactly what type of movie that you want because he's... uh, he's kind of a genius in that way. Yeah. So those are my three theories. Maybe it's just pure vindictiveness where Netflix really likes to just put, cancel Blockbuster in any form it can. Maybe it's just that they're jealous or maybe they just still don't get it. They just still don't get what makes Blockbuster tick. I would go with the last one if I had to pick. Yeah, but then you'd think that the rest of the writing staff would be like, no, we can do better than this. Yeah. So three out of 10. That's our final review. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.